You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. The Free to Join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down at the Bedford Studio today with my guest, Rico Smith, from 46 State Candle Company. Uh, thanks for coming in, mate. I'm really, uh, really looking forward to diving into uh, talking about some candles. Thank you. So happy to be here. So, obviously, you know, the candles is, is, is the business we're going to talk about, but, you know there's a lot more to you and a lot more to the business than that. So tell me like, you know, born and raised, you kind of like origin story. Yeah, definitely. So I was born and raised in Oklahoma city, uh, raised by both sets of my grandparents. Um, I live pretty much all over the Northeast side of Oklahoma city, Northwest side of Oklahoma city. Um, and, um, yeah. So I went to OU, uh, got a math, uh, excuse me, a bachelor's in political science there, went to DC graduate school of political management at GW, got a master's degree in political management there, uh, worked there for a couple of years, got some experience and came back home. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, what kind of piqued your interest getting into politics? Yeah. Well, since I was a kid, I, I would always want to be in law. You know, that was one thing that was very consistent from like second grade all the way mm-hmm. up through through college. Um, and you know, kind of part of my story is you know both of my parents uh, are you know felons, uh, and so part of the reason why I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, but I was kind of like really. Um, I've seen a lot of the, the different side of the, the, sure. the criminal justice system, and I just kind of felt like that's where I wanted to go. Yeah, uh, wanted to be an attorney up to, through college when I was introduced to the you know graduate school of political management. Um, kind of always wanted to work in politics. I, I love politics. The um, you know many different aspects of it. You know, you can do pretty much communications, fundraising, yeah. field. You know, different things like that. Um, but when I was in college, I realized I couldn't do business, law, mm-hmm. and politics. So I had to choose uh, really two of them. Um, and I chose business and politics because uh, there's a lot of um, similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that's kind of how I kind of got my career at, at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really, so I imagine that you're a role model for a lot of people. Well, that's what they tell me, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, trying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 30-year-old guy, um, still, like, you know, getting my bearing in, in both. Right. Uh, so um, I can help anyone who, who wants help yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point. Man, that's awesome. That's uh, good for you. That's that's really, really neat to, to go into that, right, to have kind of, like, you know, grow up in the situation that you did and see that, and, and it could have gone so many other ways, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to do this. 
and you know through education and which you know for some is the way out mm-hmm. right um you know if you if you're not an athlete or you don't really want to go into professional athlete which is very few do succeed you go through education and you mm-hmm. come out of this side and wow that's uh, that's really cool so mm-hmm. so you so in high school and you you know you you're studying hard and, and you think i'm go you know OU is is kind of like the the first place you want to go to are there any others well so i actually started at OCCC uh-huh. um and did there and then transferred into OU. I, I, funny enough, I was actually an, a business major when I went into OU. Um, and, you know, one thing led to another, ended up changing to political science, which was uh, really, uh, it was a passion of mine really from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this program in Oklahoma called um, Youth in Government. And I did that from my 10th grade, 11th, and 12th uh, grade. Um, and I did the legal program at first, and then my last year I decided to do the legislative program, and that was like an eye-opening experience for me, um, from legislating to um, 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 uh, debating bills. That was so fun. Yeah, funny enough, my, my two bills that I introduced was one about um, hot boxing and cars with children, <laughs> and the second one was um, a bill on police accountability. You know, growing up, you know, yeah. you oftentimes heard kind of the stories of interactions between people and police that shouldn't be. Um, and this was, you know, before iPhones and all that kind of right. stuff. So yeah. we didn't have things on camera. And so, you know, um, you know, things that we can do to keep our mm-hmm. police accountable. Yeah, yeah, because you're right. Before iPhones, it was kind of like their word against yours, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the police. And, yeah. you know, it's the sad reality is that they're always going to side with everything. The law is going to side with the police officer because mm-hmm. he's just going to say something. And, you know, it, like I said, it might not even be true, but they're just going to side with them. Yeah. Um, growing up, I mean, with everything that's I mean, going on recently, like getting into politics for you, um, it was a way to see change. Was there any others that kind of did that within your core group of friends, or were you kind of the only one? Well, I had a, a couple of friends through high school that also did the same program, mm-hmm. um, and we're still friends today. Um, also, Oklahoma has a college version, yeah. uh, so we are able to go from high school to college, uh, Oklahoma Intercollegiate Legislature. Um, and so they gave us a lot of um, experience with the process, uh, met a lot of lawmakers, um, happened to meet a couple yeah. of governors as well. So it was a pretty good process. Yeah. So, so you're OU, you change your major and then graduate with political science degree and then think, I'm going to the Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I um, happened to uh, see this advertisement for GW, um, Graduate School of Political Management. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, a, I thought about that program like almost every day. And it was something I, I felt like I wanted to do. Yeah. And for me, I, growing up, I never really had the aspiration to, to leave Oklahoma. Okay. Um, but you know, when I saw this, I was like, I, I got to go. And my original intention was to go and leave before the ink dried on my diploma to come back home. Yeah. Um, but you know, got some work experience, stayed there for almost three years, um, got to work for some of the biggest Democratic um uh, digital firms, uh, as well as some research firms as well, uh, and got some experience and came back home. Yeah. How was that going out there as an Oklahoman? Is there a lot of kind of people that you can rally with and, and rally is probably not the right word, but go go with and, and, and I guess, you know, connect with that are Oklahoma-based polit- politicians that were out there anyway? Well, funny enough, um, you know, there was a lot of Oklahomans yeah. out there um, in the DMV, uh, uh, DMV is short for D.C., Maryland, Virginia. 
Um, and I would wear my OU uh, paraphernalia and always run into someone like every day. Yeah. Uh, so we're everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so you're three years and, and were content and happy with the impact that you made and decided it's time to come home? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was, uh, you know, like I said, I wanted to stay there for about a year and a half. The program takes about a year and a half, two years okay. uh, to get done with. Um, and at that point, I was leading a, an effort to put redistricting on the ballot, mm-hmm. you know, because fundamentally, I just don't believe that, you know, something should be partisan. And that's, right. you know, how you draw your line should not be partisan. Yeah. So the plan was to come back and lead that um, and, you know, get it on the ballot before 2020. But it kind of fell victim to, to yeah. the pandemic. So we didn't we didn't get that across the line. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, at three years, came back. You know, one thing about it was I was always in D.C. Like, I, you know, I'd probably been to D.C. at least once a year for, like, last 10 years. Yeah. And uh, so when I moved there, it wasn't any homesickness or anything because I was very familiar with the city. Um, so, uh, but I came back uh, 2019, uh, right before Statehood Day. That's when we launched our candle company okay, yeah. on Statehood Day and uh, been here ever since. Yeah. So, I mean, to that point, uh why candles? Like, yeah. why, why does, because, I mean, you grow up in, you know, you, for everything that you're doing, right, you spend all your time, all your effort in politics and learning and studying and, you know, it, it's not an easy job, right? Like, it's a lot of hours. Why candles? Yeah. So, um, when I was in D.C., I always took, like, Oklahoma art with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had in my apartment, um, you know, the original state flag had a cutout of Oklahoma. Um, and someone came to my house um, and, and they saw my heart and they asked me a question. And they asked, what do you like most about Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, and usually, you know, I'm, I'm ready for questions like that. But they threw in the question most. Mm-hmm. And so I had to think for a second. And, you know, I thought about the people, um, thought about where they lived uh, and came up with some ideals. But but it wasn't until I actually moved uh, and was putting up, you know, replacing my art and stuff that I thought about the question. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I was, you know, moving to a new place that someone had just moved out of. And so I started burning a lot of candles uh, to kind of, you know, the, the, it didn't stink, but it wasn't well, a place. Well, you need on, to create it your own. Right. Yeah. I, and I wanted to, you know, obviously come home to a, a scent that was like more like me. Right. And so I started burning a lot of candles. And in that process, when I was putting up my art, I thought about the question. And that's where the concept of 46 State Candle Company came from. Gotcha. Yeah, I just recently um, came across my handwritten notes uh, uh, from the uh, process of development. And it was, you know, yeah, the, the candles, the 11 candles that I have actually pretty much didn't change much from my handwritten notes. And so yeah. that's really cool to still have that, right? Because when you start out, you know, you might not. You know, you haven't done a lot of research, or you may have done research, but mm. you learn so much as you go along, mm. don't you? So it's really interesting that it, it hasn't really changed that much. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot about Oklahoma back then, um, obviously. But um, one of the things was, you know, obviously we knew we had Stillwell. Mm-hmm. They're known for their strawberries. Um, Stratford's known for their peaches and other places as well, uh, Porter yeah. as well. Um, and then um, uh, uh, Rush Springs. Yeah. Uh, watermelon capital of the world. Um, you know, the thing about these small cities and towns is, you know, they're just a couple thousand people, but they have these uh, festivals that, you know, 
30, 40,000 people come every yeah. year uh, to eat watermelons and strawberries and, and peaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we have candles in honor of our cities and towns, uh, history, culture, agriculture. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm proud uh, to, to be the owner of a 46 state. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's, I guess it's a fun... It probably came as kind of a release for you as well sometimes, right? You've been, you know, working in politics and you spend all day, you know, busy at the office and you come home and you're like, I get to smell great products, yeah. but I also get to make my own and like kind of stand for, have something that I can, you know, I think a lot of people like, you know, everyone talks about a side hustle and, and make, you know, make money and, and do things on the side. But mm-hmm. if you can make money doing something you enjoy doing, like, that that's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, to yeah. Do that. I remember I would come home from from working all day and have a few hours to just mix scents, make candles. Um, it was a pretty interesting uh, few month period. Yeah, was it quite an easy process when you got like got it down? Um, yeah, but the thing about candle making is very tedious. You know, we get our jars. Um, uh, and on a pallet, mm-hmm. and they're just like shrink wrapped. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah. So we had to take them out, clean the jars, wick the jars. You know, even pouring the candles sometimes get messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it can be a fun process, but it's also a very tedious process. Yeah, yeah. There's an art to it, isn't it? Like you gave some candles that like you might buy at the store, and you're like, well, they just don't last very long. They mm-hmm. burn super fast, and they're like super cheap. Mm-hmm. When you buy ones that are like kind of gourmet-ish quality ones like they burn right and it's and I didn't know anything about this until I looked into it right I'm, I'm the typical guy I'm like oh it's a candle it smells yeah. decent you know whatever mm-hmm. go buy a couple but it, until you start diving into the intricacies of it, it's it's kind of fascinating stuff. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's so many different types of wax. You know, your fragrance oils. Some some fragrance oils don't mix well with certain waxes. So yeah. you have the you know the wicks. You just don't pick up a wick. You have to have the wick to the to the uh, wax. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a very intricate process. Um, is there any specific reason you have just 11? Well, um, that's what I could come up with then. Yeah. Um, you know, we were trying to launch on Statehood Day yeah. uh, and have things ready. We we, we met that goal, um, you know, and I wanted to release more. Uh, but with the pandemic and everything, that kind of threw things off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're getting ready to release within the next month or so uh, new candles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll yeah. see more soon. And, and when you're kind of... You know, because of, of, you know, the virus and stuff, I guess farmers markets are not, you know, they never, they stopped, right? So mm-hmm. I guess you're, the time that you would probably spend on Saturday at a farmers market selling stuff, that opportunity is gone. Yeah. So how, I guess, did you kind of have to pivot or did you just kind of chill and wait and think, hey, this isn't my full-time gig. I'll, I'll kind of go into development phase instead. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, we launched on November um, 2019, mm-hmm. uh, Statehood Day on November 2019, and uh, literally within a couple of months, obviously, you know, you have uh, Black Friday and Christmas, um, and then the first two months of the year, usually retailers are going out to these big big shows across the uh, country in Dallas and and Atlanta, to name a couple. Um, And so when we started getting into retail stores, it was really February of 2020, and then the shutdown happened the next month. Um, and so it was kind of tough, um, but you know we're, we're mostly a retail. You can find our mm-hmm. uh, candles all over the state. Uh, we do some online, and we did do obviously up until the pandemic, um, the little trade shows and stuff that was kind of around the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was 
uh, put a stop to that when the when the yeah. pandemic happened. Uh, but there was some other things that also happened uh, during the year that made it kind of difficult to do business in 2020. Right. Uh, the most significant was losing our jar. You know, most of our most of the items that go into making our candles is, is American made, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of that fact. You know, there's only one thing that we source internationally, and that's the bamboo lids. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know, we don't really have a bamboo market here. Uh, in the United States, uh, but our jars, our wax, you know, fragrance oil, that's all made uh, in the United States. And so uh, when our jars went out, we had to kind of scramble and find another similar jar. And that was a, a, a process that took a couple of weeks because you yeah. got to retool things, make sure the wicks are centered and stuff. So it was a pretty, you know, COVID was a pretty devastating yeah. uh, happening for our, our company, but yeah. we survived and, and we're starting back up. Um, so That's really good. So being a part of Made in Oklahoma, was that like a conscious decision from, from day one and or was it something you saw and, and then I guess the impact that, that you've had from being a part of it? Yeah, actually I've you know obviously been familiar with the Made in Oklahoma program for several years. And so it was definitely on my list to, um, you know, get registered with with the program. Uh, a lot of our traffic does come from the Made in Oklahoma program, and I've seen that. So I'm certainly appreciative of the state's effort uh, to make sure that the products yeah. that are made in Oklahoma uh, actually have a platform. Yeah, definitely. Sold. And getting into stores is is, is part of that, right? Because yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of businesses out there like a Blue 7 that values having Made in Oklahoma products in their store. Yeah, yeah. And so we're, we're still growing. Um, we have some very, very unique stores. Um uh, across the state, Blue Seven is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, got them in in Duncan and Altus, uh, Broken Arrow, but really all across the state. Yeah. So, so for people listening, if you want to find one, I'll post the link to the website down below, and you can check that out because I'm sure there's one close to you that you can find, or you can go to the website. Uh, so, current day, I guess you know you're still working full time in politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has that been? You know, with just I guess COVID and everything, are you kind of back in session now? And and mm-hmm. is it like kind of getting back to normal a little bit? Yeah, uh, it's getting there. Um, Hopefully things will be back to normal this summer. You know, 2020 was a year that a lot of candidates couldn't actually go out and have conversations out the door, so it made campaigning a little bit harder. Um, uh, But now, you know, I'm looking forward to to being able to get back to things as normal. Yeah. What what is your, like, specific, I guess, role now? Is it it kind of the same as what you were doing in Washington and kind of have, have had a goal to do or have you kind of transitioned a little bit? Yeah. So when I was in D.C., I worked for a digital strategy firm. So we did, you know, emails, digital, mm-hmm. um, social media, stuff like that. And I'm still doing that now. Uh, so I'm, I'm a fundraiser primarily, uh, but I kind of do some other things as, as, as mm-hmm. friends and clients need. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm sure, a fascinating job, right? And every yeah. day is different. <laughs> yeah, every day is different. And, you know, it's not as easy as people think, uh, but it's also not impossible, not right. uh, hard, uh, um, not, you know, not impossible right. uh, to do. Um, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. What does kind of family think of, of just, you know, uh, you have brothers and sisters? Oh, yeah. I have a lot of brother, brothers and sisters. On my mother's side, there's seven of us. Yeah. On my father's side, there's three of us. Um, and so I have a lot of siblings. All still Oklahoma-based as well? Uh, yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah. We're all in Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. I uh, You mentioned kind of growing up in the northeast side of town last week. Um, the podcast uh, we did with Restore OKC mm-hmm. went out um, with um, uh, Kaylee and Jonathan talking about the east side, east the market at East Point mm-hmm. that's just gone in. Um, I'm sure, you know, like 
obviously what you know growing up and, and seeing that come back right and seeing there being an, an impact and i'm sure you're a part of that change as well it must be kind of really and I, I guess gratifying to see that not just yourself but others are rallying around to do mm-hmm. you know to make an impact and, and make this like not a forgotten space yeah um restore okc is a great organization i've, I've volunteered with them uh, they're doing great work on the northeast side of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it, it is. I mean, you know, the northeast side has come uh, a long ways. It still has a little ways to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the changes that we see are, are positive. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly their work to make sure that that, that area is not a food desert mm-hmm. um, is certainly appreciated. Uh, and so I look forward to doing more work with them. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, I'm sure that stuff, you know, it probably doesn't feel like work, right? Because mm-hmm. you mentioned you volunteer, like it's just part of kind of, I guess, who you are growing up and, mm-hmm. and just giving back is just a nat- natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we put the candles in the store one day, we'll see, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess future plans, kind of where, you know, where is, you know, you mentioned that there's new uh, fragrances coming out and, you know, new product coming out soon. Um, I guess just gearing up for that and yeah. uh, for, the, for this year? Yeah, yeah, uh, that, and you know, uh, we have uh, other, not just candles coming out, but we have other products. Um, um, they're not final yet, so I don't, I don't want to yeah. uh, advertise them yet, because I don't want people to get excited before <laughs> they not work out, but um, we have a couple more products, you know, there's a, you know, not just candles, but you have, you know, you know, other kinds of products, sure. yeah, uh, yeah. fragrance products that we're working on, so. That's nice to kind of just, there's unlimited possibility, mm-hmm. isn't it, when you're talking about fragrance, and, and especially when it's tied to a town or just a you know like a specific reason that's related to Oklahoma that's mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's a niche product but but people appreciate that and it's specific and and they can buy a candle and remember when they were you know went to go eat watermelons when mm-hmm. they were a kid or you know they jumped in the back of mum dad's car and road trip to a, to a festival in the town so i'm sure mm-hmm. it brings like that nostalgia back yeah i mean one of my favorite things is when we were able to go to do the trade shows and stuff you hear about people who mm-hmm. grew up in like rush springs and stillwell in stratford and they'll, they'll tell you, and they'll tell you about their stories. And, you know, for the, the towns to be so small, you hear it a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a lot of people who have their uh, roots in these little uh, small cities and towns. Uh, and so I love hearing those stories. Yeah. That's one of the best parts of the job. Yeah, definitely. It makes you, kn- I mean, it just, it reinforces the fact that you know that this is them doing the right thing, right? right? Um, well, mate, I really appreciate you coming in. I know, uh, you know, this is this is something close to your heart, and I'm glad, I'm happy to share it, uh, and hopefully our listeners, I'll link in the description, you know, the link to the website, and they can go check out some candles and make their house smell really good, especially if they're from those towns. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank um, you. So for everyone listening, uh, the links to the website is 46 State Candle Cut Company. Um, is that right? Yes, 46statecandle.com, uh, the number 46statecandle.com. Yeah, awesome. And uh, wish you all the best, you know, in, in your real job, right, your Thank day you. job. Uh, hopefully uh, the candle thing grows and grows and grows, and maybe you, you volunteer in politics, not in doing, you know, working <laughs> in candles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming in, and for everyone listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program. Created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs, their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.